We know that King David was a righteous king, overall, who believed in speaking truth, sought God in his leadership decisions, and desired to honor and praise God above all. We also know that King David was a warrior in battle. His warrior status that is forefront in our minds is his slaying of Goliath, and of course his numerous victories through conventional army warfare of his time, which served to regain and enlarge Israel's territory and respect as a nation. What is much less known and discussed about King David is his war with the Antichrist Chaldeans of his day. David fought his own personal war against giving into corruption as a king a war that so many kings of Judah and Israel obviously never fought, or easily succumbed to. David, however, would not give in to the accusing, shakedown extortionists who were the Antichrist Chaldeans. He was wise and discerning in that he knew both his true God as well as his accusing evil adversary. David was humble and greatly lamented his sins, but wisely understood that God had forgiven him and would recognize his true heart and righteous leadership principles. So, this was a much different kind of war than that fought with conventional weaponry of the time it was a war and battle for David's soul and integrity versus the evil enemy. At the same time, it was also a very real and dangerous battle for David to avoid being killed. David lamented often about the attack against him using descriptors such as that he was, in anguish, in heavy affliction, in deep waters, sapped of strength, heartbroken, despised by the people, and dealing with troubles without number. At times, he worried that he had been cut off from the Lord, and recognized this evil criminal cabal as a tool of God's discipline and judgment. Indeed, we know from my last passage that the Antichrist Chaldeans are, created by God, numerous and powerful, lawless, antichrist-slash-luciferian, and directly aligned against God's people. These themes were all true even in King David's day, and he speaks to these themes. He also wrote about similar issues in his Psalms, as he endured and suffered through his own experience with the Antichrist Chaldean attackers, including how they mock God, conspire and scheme, lie and accuse, warmonger and hunt people, and are delusional with an evil nature. I will address each of these characteristics in their respective sections below. Mockers of God. At best, the Chaldeans are non-believers in the one true God. Other Chaldeans worship other gods, with many worshipping Satan himself. Interestingly, where they are all aligned is that they are all Antichrist. Thus, in David's day and in our current times, they arrogantly scoff at people of faith and believe that their own unrighteous and sinful acts and blasphemies, discussed below, go undetected and unpunished. As David observed, they say, how can God know? Does the Most High have knowledge? P 7311. This is highly ironic since we learned in the last passage how it is God Himself who creates them and uses them as His tool. As part of their mocking, taunting and insulting David, Scripture says. He trusts in the Lord, let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. Peace 22-8. My, David's, foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, Where is your God? Peace 42-10. David's response to this kind of taunting was, the fool says in his heart, there is no God, peace 14-1. Meanwhile, other Chaldean foes of David use the typical deflective, yet still mocking technique to falsely describe his downtrodden situation. It is the same one that we saw assigned to Job during his travails. They said, God has forsaken him, peace 71-11, or in David's case others implied that he had some kind of vile disease. These are classic Chaldean hypocritical judgment tactics used to deflect and distract from their own oppressive, criminal behavior conspiring and scheming. Antichrist Chaldean tactics have remained the same for a very long time. David described their schemes as well organized and coordinated by a large army of people, outnumbering the hairs of my head, p 69-4. David 
David repeatedly reported that they conspire and that they band together when they set out to destroy their enemies. He also described many times that this cabal's attacks are without cause. He frequently described their scheming in terms of how they secretly, set traps, dig pits, plot evil, devise injustice, hide snares, and spread nets. Note, it is important to understand that for this army to plot and scheme, they must first watch and follow. I mentioned in a prior passage that this kind of watching becomes equivalent to illegal surveillance and human rights violations in a modern civilized society. The Chaldeans take pride and glee in seeing their righteous enemies stumble and fall into their traps. As you might expect, many of their setups and schemes are aimed at getting their victims to violate God's law, see below. David says, they gape at me and say, aha. Aha. With our own eyes we have seen it, Ps 36-1. A few representative scriptures in David's Psalms describing his enemies' conspiring and scheming activities are as follows. They conspire, they lurk, they watch my steps, eager to take my life. Ps 56-6. Your tongue's plot destruction, it is like a sharpened razor, you who practice deceit. Peace 52-2. They plot injustice and say, we have devised a perfect plan. Surely the mind and heart of man are cunning. P64-6. Hide me from the conspiracy of the wicked, from that noisy crowd of evildoers, they sharpen their tongues like swords and aim their words like deadly arrows. They shoot from ambush at the innocent man. P64-3-4. King David dealt with this assault continuously. It is no wonder that David prayed so often that the wicked would fall into their own traps and that God might deliver him. God eventually did. Lying and accusing. False accusations and lying are a primary tool used by the Antichrist Chaldeans as they seek to destroy a righteous person's character. It is clear that they have always sought to destroy both kings, like David, and the poor alike. David asked, How long, O men, will you turn my glory into shame? Peace 4-2. David further observed how he was an object of scorn, and how others would shake their heads at him as a result of false accusations. David referred to the Antichrist Chaldeans of his time as, wicked, prideful, arrogant, and boasting. He referred to their lying as a result of, tongues that are sharp swords, and commented further about their lying in the following selected scripture. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted, their heart is filled with destruction. Their throat is an open grave, with their tongue they speak deceit. Peace 5-9. His mouth is full of curses and lies and threats, trouble and evil are under his tongue. Peace 10-7. Let their lying lips be silenced, for with pride and contempt they speak arrogantly against the righteous. Peace 31-18. Whenever one comes to see me, he speaks falsely, while his heart gathers slander, then he goes out and spreads it abroad. Peace 41-6. Recall that in my passage on God's last day's deliverance of his people that one important aspect is his forgiveness of his people who return to him and call upon him. I wrote that God will also vindicate his righteous remnant who have been falsely accused. David understood that his God is a merciful, loving God, and that he answered only to him, and not his hypocritical accusers. Warmongering and hunting. King David wrote about how his life was constantly in danger. He described his enemy as fierce men, and stated that he was pursued all day long. He also wrote, I am a man of peace, but when I speak they are for war, Ps 120-7. David had fears about this criminal cabal and observed that they were, eager to take my life, plotting to harm me, lying in wait for me and seeking my life. The Chaldeans to this day target, track, follow and destroy people. As discussed in my last passage, God himself has employed this cabal in the last days to administer discipline for his own people. David recognized even in his time the war against his people, remarking, They crush your people, O Lord, they oppress your inheritance, 
Peace 94-5, and also that, they, devour my people as men eat bread, Peace 14-4. The Chaldeans have likely been decimating and destroying God's vineyard virtually since the initial establishment of His covenant with His people. As a righteous king who cared about the people in his day, it was clear to David that this group also targets, hunts, and oppresses the poor and needy. David observed, they hunt down the weak, peace 10-2. The following words of David describe the ruthlessness of the bloodthirsty, warmongering Chaldeans. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose ways are upright. Peace 37-14. The wicked lie in wait for the righteous, seeking their very lives. Peace 37-32. He lies in wait near the villages, from ambush he murders the innocent, watching in secret for his victims. He lies in wait like a lion in cover, he lies in wait to catch the helpless, he catches the helpless and drags them off in his net. His victims are crushed, they collapse, they fall under his strength. Peace 10-8-10. In David's own time of being pursued, he prayed and lamented many times, while acknowledging God as his refuge, hiding place, and shield. Many of David's psalms are those full of incredibly powerful praise for the one true God who heard and responded to his prayers. We read. O Lord my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. O Lord, you brought me up from the grave, you spared me from going down to the pit. Psalms 32-3. A deluded and evil nature. In my prior passage about the Antichrist Chaldeans as described through the eyes of a few minor prophets, I firmly established their satanic and occult nature. In his experience, David also clearly saw them as wicked, evildoers, and without any regard for God. Due to their misdirected beliefs and evil practices, he observed Chaldeans as deluded, deceived and disillusioned. He wrote the following in his Psalms. How long will you love delusion and seek false gods? Peace 4-2. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Peace 5-10. He who is pregnant with evil and conceives trouble gives birth to disillusionment. Peace 7-14. Interestingly, one tactic of the Chaldeans is to hypocritically accuse their targets of exactly the behavior that they engage in themselves. The evil nature that killed Jesus. It is apparent from several passages in David's Psalms that the Antichrist Chaldeans' evil nature may be hardwired and established from ancient days. Interestingly, in speaking about their lying, deceitful, activities, David provided some clues in understanding more about them. He remarked that their tongues, are, as sharp as a serpent's, and that the poison of vipers is on their lips, Ps 140-3. David also referred to the Chaldeans as foreigners a couple of times. Recall that Jesus addressed the Pharisees as, you brood of vipers, in the context with analogies to bad trees that produce bad fruit. Many Pharisees in Jesus' day were essentially one and the same with the Antichrist Chaldeans, meaning they had likely taken similar secretive vows, pledges, oaths, etc. Simply put, they were Antichrist. And so, it is not at all surprising that they were the same ones responsible for crucifying Jesus. Language in Psalm, ch. 22, commonly recognized as a prophecy describing Jesus' future crucifixion, states. Dogs have surrounded me, a band of evil men has encircled me, they have pierced my hands and my feet. Peace 22 16. Roaring lions tearing their prey open their mouths wide against me. Peace 22 13. Rescue me from the mouth of lions, save me from the horns of the wild oxen. Peace 22 21. Both Jesus and David in their language above are likely pointing to an issue of mixed or corrupted seed among the Antichrist Chaldeans, who very likely have a Nephilim, fallen angel, lineage or bloodline. Many Pharisee Ical and Sanhedrin Jewish types are likely a result of God's people disobeying His command to not intermarry or intermingle with other peoples who were living in the land that they came into to inherit. 
the evil nature that deliberately encourages breaking God's commands. Given the Antichrist Chaldeans' inherently evil nature, I remarked earlier in this passage about how a major objective of their scheming and set-up efforts is to provoke their victims to violate God's law-slash-covenant. A clear theme in Psalm 119 highlights the struggle and battle against God's evil adversary and the faith and obedience that is required to prevail. The persecuted psalmist here, likely King David, obviously relies heavily on the same scriptural truth espoused often by the Apostle Paul, which is the inextricable relationship between faith and righteousness, meaning keeping God's commands. Selected scriptures in the Psalm, number 119, about a child of God keeping faith while under persecution include. The wicked have set a snare for me, but I have not strayed from your precepts. Your statutes are my heritage forever, they are the joy of my heart. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. Ps 119-110-112. Away from me you evildoers that I may keep the commands of my God. Ps 119-115. I look on the faithless with loathing, for they do not obey your word. Ps 119-158. I hate and abhor falsehood but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous laws. Ps 119-163-164. The Chaldeans believe that they are justified in holding God's people hostage because of their sins. While Jesus already won the battle and provides us true grace, He still instructed us to go and sin no more. Tilda. In conclusion of this passage, it is my hope that these last two passages about the Antichrist Chaldeans have set the stage for the reader's more clear understanding about how evil manifests in the continuing spiritual war between that which is of God's kingdom and that which is against it. It is also my hope that a more clear understanding of the Antichrist Chaldeans will help believers to be able to better interpret certain scripture and to better understand current world events taking place in these last days. The Antichrist Chaldeans comprise an enormous piece of understanding the full end times prophetic puzzle. I will continue to address this army of Satan in future passages. Grace and Peace Lion's Lair, LL